Hey, welcome back to Advanced BS uh, Topics Revisited Part 2. Normally we do one topic for an entire month, but this time we're going back to old topics. Uh, isn't that right, other men sitting here? Yeah, that's right. It's our really... one year anniversary our, That's month. right, it's our one year anniversary. I, I'm very tired. It's our month anniversary. We of, wanted to... Well, no. Two. Month anniversary means we had done it for a month, right? It's our... According month... to every high school relationship I had, yes. Every... A month anniversary is one month. It's our month-long year anniversary. Who's, and whose anniversary is it? Us. Oh, us. What all are our us. names? I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Caleb. And they call me the Bulldog. Yeah. Uh, I'm Logan. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we're here. You might notice the sound is a little different. This is, this is the first time recording at Caleb's place. We're yeah. at Caleb's place. We normally record at my place, but we're not because my, my dog is sick. Mm. And uh, we didn't, I didn't, well, we didn't. The three of us didn't make a decision. I did. I yeah. didn't want to uh, bother her. Or also, I, I wanted a break from managing her. Yeah, she's okay, guys. She's just having surgery on her bladder, but mm. she's weird. So we're here with classic Maddie and her bladder mm. matter. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, uh, so that's yeah. So there's. Feel free to take over at any point. Oh, oh hey. <laughs> So we're going back to topics. That we, so this this episode is going to be us revisiting something that was actually a fairly recent episode. We're going back to rivalry rivalry month, uh, and we were we like the last episode. We were hoping to have a guest. Our our guest uh, had car trouble, so they actually couldn't make it. Yes, uh, and we will we will hopefully get them on still in this month. Uh, a friend of ours, I, I won't say who in case we can't. Not that it'll matter really, and I don't think we're gonna have any fan to be like, hey, you said you were gonna have this. Like I I think right. The person that is a fan, a, a dead, like, a big-time fan of this show and our friend is possible, but it yeah. would be strange to be... In, to find that, that Venn diagram. To that big, well, just to be that big of a fan where you'd be like, hey, wait a second. Yeah. That's, well, now that's I'm cool. done listening because you didn't have them on and you Whoa, promised. whoa, whoa. You lied to us. There's an ambulance right in front of the building. This one's going to oh. be a noisy one. It's pulling into the... Oh, there we go. Uh-oh. On Devon. Oh. <laughs> it's just going to park right up front. I called them. I'm very sick. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, oh my god, we need, some, we need a, some energy in this episode, guys. I live guys. on a busier street, guys. You do, yeah. Yeah. I live in, yeah, you Location live Location unknown, but I live on a busy street. He doesn't want you to know where he lives. He lives I don't. Uh, he, well, he lives on busy street. Busy, busy street, street. At the cross-section of... Of Loud Avenue. <laughs> I was gonna say Bustling Boulevard. <laughs> but, uh, Loud Lang? Loud Lang? Wasn't that uh, one of Superman's girlfriends? Or? Yeah. Not for very long. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> he murdered her. She, she kept oh, the neighbors boy. <laughs> Oh, boy. Jeez, yeah. wow. That was, it was a car. It didn't sell very well. It was in the 50s. <laughs> back, back when it was okay in comics, we just murder girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And oh, you, were still, you were still a hero. It was a different time. <laughs> uh, oh, the greatest generation. <laughs> uh, but uh, today we're going to be covering, yeah, from, uh, from uh, Rivalries Month, we talked about... Uh, the Cola Wars between Coke and Pepsi, and we stumbled across the story of a man that sued Pepsi. Yep. Uh, Leonard V. PepsiCo is what we're going to be talking about. First, though, I want to I wanna go on a, a different tangent first, and I think it's fitting because it, is, it has been a year since we talked about these things, because uh, our very first topic when we started the show was dinosaurs, so there was a lot of talk about Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. and uh, since I've been... Uh, kind of stuck at home with the dog. I've decided to, and they just added all the Jurassic Parks to Netflix. Oh, I've decided yeah. to watch my way through, and you just said, Caleb, that you actually just watched I them watched too. I watched all of them. So I wanted to get into it, because I watched Lost World today. 
And I think, because we talked about why, like, Jurassic Park worked better than Lost World. And it just does in every way. I think I realized the main thing, though, why the sequels stopped being... And I think we mentioned this with, like, Jurassic World. But why the sequels aren't as good. They take too much pleasure in killing people. Yeah. A little bit. You know what I mean? Like well, Jurassic... it gets more and more. Jurassic well, Park, we talked about, they hid most of the death scenes. Or they didn't, yeah. they weren't as elaborate. The, yeah. And, well, also, the two, it's... You're not... You're not supposed to, like, be rooting for the deaths. Cause, because they are hidden. Because, so, like, in Lost World 2, some of them are kind of played for laughs. Like, when the one guy uh, gets stepped on by the T-Rex and he, like, sticks to the foot. And there's that, like... And then, like, the end of the movie, too, is the, the main bad guy being killed by the baby T-Rex. And, like, there's, like, triumphant music just like, Oh, we did it. We brought the story home and murdered Wait, this guy. I, right. I missed that part. I don't... Maybe I didn't finish number two. Is it the, uh, is it Hammond's nephew, Hammond's nephew gets or whatever eaten the, by yeah. the baby T-Rex? Which I actually didn't even realize till watching it this time that right? that's supposed to be Hammond's nephew. I kind of forgot because that scene when they introduced that is just kind of low and right. uh, low energy and not oh, really and noticeable. And you, you, that is, the, I think, the main issue with Lost World for me is that it seemed like they ran out of money for reshoots or rewrites or I anything. Because they, they, there's a part where they're like, could have maybe justified some stuff or maybe gone back and made because there there are weird plot holes like no raptors on the boat and things like well, that. Well that was and that was a deleted scene. Yeah. The deleted scene was how the why the boat crashes and all the body parts are in there was because the raptors got on board. And then they, they decided it was just too much to try to fit in. But I'm like, but then you just have a giant plot hole. When right. all you had to do I thought of it today watching it. All they had to do is get on the boat and then you see like one or two raptors come out and they go, oh my god, and then just shoot them dead. I know they didn't want to like do that, but you can just put them down like right then or like shoot them with the trank darts or whatever. Right. Just take them out right then. It's like, okay, and then boom, T-Rex comes out. And it's like, yeah. well, now we got to deal with that. The raptors Or are the control. moment where the T-Rex comes out, it eats the raptors. Yeah. Also that, yeah, you can just come out and grab that them. That way they're not killing anything, just the T-Rex eats them. And there's and you're a like, little, oh, there goes the raptor. And there's a little callback to the first one, too. Yeah. At the end of that one, he bursts through the door and, and kills the two. And then yeah. there's, uh, I mean, also, uh, uh, the young girl who plays his daughter was cut from the gymnastics team, not put onto JV. I know, I realized that, too. <laughs> we had said that she got put on JV yeah. and not cut from the team. Also, you see every scare moment you see, like, coming in these ones. Like, in... in yeah. I mean, maybe, and also, it could be that age and time, like, I, because I know Probably a little bit. better, I think, but, like, I feel like you see every scare moment. Well, the other thing, I think the main thing with, like, Lost World, that's all, it's like, there's, like, three different tones in that movie. It's almost like three different movies mm -hmm. yeah. that mm -hmm. kind of don't coalesce into one very well, it, like, because it starts, like, it actually, like, I mean... I don't, the setup to the movie is kind of lame where it's like Hammond's like I need you to go like I sent your girlfriend beforehand and didn't tell you I'm like, I'm like that just seems that, like then, then because like then I'm just like you guys are a terrible couple then if it because yeah. <laughs> I thought they were broken up I didn't realize they were still together she's right. like oh no you love your independence and all this stuff and that's the reason yeah she says I'm the best girlfriend the one that's gone a lot and I'm just like that's wow. shitty like that's <laughs> but, so he does uh, have a lot of ex-wives he does he, he does. he does. Ian Malcolm does. Yeah. He says that in the first one. He's got two at yeah, least or three. The, and he said he's always on the hunt for the next ex. Ex Mrs. Mrs. Malcolm. Yeah. Oh. And he says and he's, he's got, like he's got kids. He says he says he's got two kids in the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, I also realized too they when they go into the facility. I mean, I know this is on site B, but they go into that facility that's closed down. But they said they closed it down when the park, like when the shit with the park happened. So it's only four years later, but that facility looks like it's been abandoned for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. like it—it's like, only been like, four it looks like years. When they shut it down, they just 
beat it with crowbars <laughs> before they left. I mean, like, oh, shut it down! And they start smashing. Put dirt on these windows. Well, in defense, in defense of the the thing, it is in like a, a rainforest climate, and right? Like that. And so also with dinosaurs in and out of it, like just I don't smashing. Know, I don't know how they would it. they would scavenge there or what what dinosaurs. Well, no, it's it's there. not even that. Like, it'd be or one like, thing if it was dirty, but like ev- in in the in every room, like all of the computers are covered in vines and stuff. And vines do grow fast, but then it's like the place is just filthy. All the windows are broken, and it's just like. And I know they. I think they did say in the beginning that like other teams had gone in and like tried to like. Get um, get stuff. I think they'd said. I think one at one point, like John Hammond said, like they they ransacked the island or whatever. Right. But I'm not sure. But that was just like I'm like, oh, that's right. This was only four years after. <laughs> right. And this one wasn't the one that everything went sour in. This was site B. Right. Where nothing happened. Yeah. But I also realized too that stupid fucking gymnastics thing. Yeah. That she does up until that point. That's actually a really good sequence. Until she does the gymnastics, everything with the oh, raptors, yeah. they go into the tall grass and the raptors attack, and it start. And I like oh, that. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's terrifying, and then, and amazing. Then, and then that whole that whole chase scene in the camp, in that site there, and then uh, like when the, uh, Julian Moore and the girl are in the shed and they're trying to dig out one door and the raptors come in the other door and then Jeff Goldblum's in the truck and raptors getting in that's really well paced and it's, it's shot really well because at one point they go from they show the raptor breaking in the car window and then pan over and see the raptors digging at the door but you also see Jeff Goldblum's face in the mirror it's a really well put together sequence that's actually really thrilling and I was like oh this is a really fun sequence it sucks that I know what happens right. <laughs> but it's actually a really well paced good little sequence and then and the best part is too the raptor Jeff Goldblum hasn't even climbed all the way up to the point to where the raptor's going to jump up to get kicked out of the window. Right. And she starts doing gymnastics. She ju- she's just like, oh, obviously it's going to go there. I'm going to kick him out. Right. So she starts early. Then the raptor goes up and gets kicked out. And I'm just like, so also she like had a plan ahead of time. She's of, a clairvoyant gymnast. Well, she, like, she, then she, how are you not on the team? <laughs> I guess that doesn't. I, ma- I guess that doesn't make you more athletic to be clairvoyant. No, she it makes knew just, every time she wouldn't get a high. She, she knew every time she was going to get bronze. Yeah. Like she knew. <laughs> Would you even finish? Oh yeah. Yeah, she quit the team. She was, oh, gross! The way you said that. Oh, what? You went. Oh yeah. <laughs> Didn't mean anything by it. Oh, anyway, um, oh, but what I was, was going to say. <laughs> please, please. So I was running a 5K this weekend, okay. and it was humble, bro. Oh, jeez. But it was like a, it was like a mud <laughs> run. It's what it was the Warrior Dash, so it's like running through mud stuff like that, and climbing, climbing through stuff and, and ropes and, and business. Yeah, Obstacles. but there's there's one part where it goes down like this steep muddy hill right into like a river, and then the river runs through like falling down trees so you have to like crawl under the trees and stuff and that's just naturally what this like farmland looks like that's why they take it I hope though I hope they didn't just like no they didn't like topple trees for this for this fun 5k for people who want to come in costume let's knock over trees I was thinking about like I don't know if this is a thing um but has Universal Studios ever like done 5k's like I don't think so. Done some because I was thinking of like what if they did like every year they had like a Jurassic Park 5k where like they run you through a certain oh. area, like like the woods, and then they have like, and you could put like little Easter eggs, like you could run through like a waterfall area, and there'd be like a shaving cream can under it, and they could put just speakers in the trees and stuff like that, <laughs> and then people pay to do it, and it's for charity or something, and you just have special effects people just set up like a five k every year, or you could do like different movies, throw throw the little copies at people, but I was thinking of all the ones they could do all over, like you could just do weird like movie five k's, you could do like a fucking Mad Max five k, oh, yeah. you could do a you could do an abandoned amusement park 5K or whatever. Like, 
anything that's safe, but you can still make it just thrilling that, like, stuff's going on and you hear, like, raptors and, like, the trees shuffling as you're running with groups of people and stuff like that. And I was just like, what a cool idea if they could do something like yeah, that. Yeah, because if you go through, like, the tall grass and then, like, the tails are, like... Yeah, yeah and it's still it's got, like, like, obstacles, though. It'll still oh, have you, like, man. digging through mud and going through tunnels and stuff be, like that. Imagine the, the interns who would get to where, like, or who would just be in control of raptor tails who would just run after people. I don't know if that's just a safety risk of making people run in the heat and then also giving them scares. Like, okay, yeah. It's probably also just You'd have to not, sign some waivers, I I'm, think. I'm guessing it's just not worth it financially for them. Yeah, but. I, think, I think people would pay... A hundred, two hundred dollars yeah, to do maybe. that, but it's it's not a park meant for just the super wealthy. It's meant for everybody. Everybody That's has the true. right to see these dinosaurs. Steve. That's true. That's you're right. Even though it's built off the coast of Costa Rica, I know so where no one will ever, where yeah, no one could go. Because the thing, it's in in, in Lost says World, it's for everybody. Yeah, and in Lost World, his nephew is just like, we're gonna put it in San Diego so everybody can go to it. But they make it more evil. But I'm like, he's actually the more that yeah. seems more practical. I mean. From the standpoint of people going to it, it's the worst idea of putting dinosaurs in fucking in, oh, San Diego. On the mainland, but, yeah. Yeah, but Costa Rica, I'm like, oh yeah, anybody can catch a flight to Costa Rica is welcome. Yeah. So. Again, that has been the main issue that I've had with the whole series is that like, oh yeah. That's the main issue? Well, I mean, listen, like, it's always, they're always like, oh yeah, no, it's just going to be a fun little trip. I'm like, no. And it's, it's not it's, even Costa Rica, it's an island off, off Costa, Costa Rica. Rica. Unless it, part of your ticket gets you that private helicopter ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing we talked about in Jurassic World where it's like, there's so many people there, and then they're just, they'd only been open for a few years, like five years when they seen the movie or something. They haven't been open that long. And But dinosaurs, but they're bored but with like dinosaurs. People, people are already years. bored with dinosaurs. Oh, like the, uh, people, so have, people have already come back multiple times to this so, island off the coast of Costa Rica. Well, and especially the guy who's like, this is my summer job. Your yeah. summer job's <laughs> an island off the coast of Costa Rica, and you're clearly just an American high school student. Like, Sounds like a pretty good summer job. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you're doing okay. And all you do is go next in your little rolling bubble, you're next. Yeah, because they don't even watch them. They no, he's even, like reading a book. They don't monitor them at all. They just let them drive those around, and I mean, they, they, just, they, they, they hope they, you bring those back later. They have a monitoring system. There's a chip in it. It I just mean, what doesn't it, use it. Can they, well, can they like power it down or have any control? No, they didn't, because no, they said bring it back, and they didn't. They no. get on the radio, they, they just come even back. make it come back and then they just went off road with it there's just like if if you just got that for any period of time and it wasn't controlled by anybody i would never come back i mean i said it in in our review yeah i would go i would go watch a, a fucking brachiosaurus for an hour and a There'd half people i would waiting I, in line just being like where are they it's been three hours i would <laughs> i would look at one dinosaur for 45 the, minutes the, runs the park <laughs> I have the ultimate fast pass. Yeah. Fast pass? It's a slow pass. I'm never coming back. <laughs> I brought snacks. I'll be very fine. I have an extra bottle for peeing in. I'll be here for several hours. Oh, no, I'm, I, no, I, I own this. The bottom I the own this. I own this ball now. It's just going to be rolling. Your whole oh. thing is just going to be wet. No, it'll stay on the bottle. Oh, it'll, it'll be wet around you. Yeah. It'll be wet. Oh, You're going to just soak coat the outside. <laughs> what? Oh. It's going to be steamy in there? It's oh. going to be... <laughs> Oh, it's going to up the glass this, a little bit. All of this, <laughs> all of this is a nightmare. Uh, okay, so you're right. Bring a bottle. Bring a I bottle, agree. please, with a lid. Yeah, or just a paper bag with a sponge in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Big sponge. It'll it work. Seems, it It'll seems do like, the trick. It seems like adding the paper bag just makes that messier. Yeah, no, you're... <laughs> Okay, it's turn into Ziploc bag with a sponge in it. Sorry. <laughs> if you want to spend a bunch of money. You can get it. <laughs> I spent all my money getting to the coast of Costa Rica. Okay. You waste the rest on Ziploc bags. No, no. When you just save, save your... Fine. I won't have a hotel then. 
da, 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 I don't know how money works. Uh, number three is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to finish it today, but I started it. It's very the strange. thing though. The thing though, I give Jurassic Park three credit for it. Yeah, it's 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 a trash fire, but it's a. Uh, I do like it. I I think it has a better setup than Lost World does. Yeah. For why they end up on the island. For why they go... And also, too, I think it does a better job of, like, of where a character is now mentally. Because with Ian Malcolm, they're kind of like, oh, he doesn't want to go back, but, like... Are you scared? Well... But they didn't really go full on with that. Like, I like with with Alan Grant, he's like, like, I never want to go back. Uh, But he's also still fascinating. Because when he's with... In that scene where he's with... Laura Dern in the beginning he talks about the raptors and he's like don't you remember the sounds they made and she was just like I try not to think about that right. and I like that it was it was like he he's still fascinated by these creatures but like and then he even says when he's making that speech he's like this is this is what real study of dinosaurs like those are genetic you know amusement park creatures he's like they are not dinosaurs right this this is what dinosaurs are you know and and so because they've, they've been breeding and changing and they were based on yeah. different dna yeah they're they're, yeah. they're not dinosaurs yeah uh but you know but i like that they left a mark on him but he's not you know willing to get back and i i wish with with jeff goldblum in, in lost world they do a little bit of that but then when he's there he's just kind of like yeah we're and he does a few lines just like yeah first it's ooh and ah and then it's the running and the screaming he, he goldblum's it and uh, but then but then once like the dinosaurs actually come in, he's just like fine with it because he's, he's uh, when they're up in that that tree stand thing and the, he hears the, 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 high the high hide, which is I don't know I don't know why they did call it that, but I know to try to give it like a, a name. And no, so they could, toys. Well, no, not even for toys. Cause then later he was just like she, Kelly's in the high hide. It was just so they could give you that. But I'm like call it just call it the tree stand. Call it anything. Yeah. The, high, yeah. the high hide is terrible. But uh, like when the T Rex first. Like roars in the distance. He's like, "Oh, I gotta go!" And then like goes to like. I wish there'd been a moment of him being like, "Fuck!" Because this is the thing that almost killed him. Yeah, it was the T Rex that threw him. You know, and yes. and, and fucked him up. Like I wish there'd been more of like a shit. Well, and, and that probably getting chased in the jeep probably didn't help him either. Yeah, like, probably, that probably damage your sight. Yeah, so, I, so like it would have been and and Goldblum was such a good actor that would have been a great thing to have in it but uh, well because he also i mean he also like has to confront the t-rex at the end too or like has that chase with the baby well, he, they need to make the t-rex chase yeah. them at the end yeah. and she's even like you're going too fast and he, he must go faster uh you know because <laughs> yeah. i you know so and there are moments in, like i like their like great i do think there are actually really good humor moments in lost world that i really like because even in that when they're in the city even though when once they get to the city it's just kind of a, a fucking mess yeah but when they have the t-rex baby and they're driving away and she's like need to slow down i just he looks back and just goes uh i don't think so and i i just like that it's a little moment it's not like too jokey but it gets the point across i'm just like no we, we have a dinosaur chasing us let's just deal with that yep. right yeah. now uh, but yeah, I, I just I just think it turns into a mess, and yeah, it's like a triumphant when the baby T Rex kills uh, the Hammond's nephew, and I'm like, well, that doesn't need that's not the hero moment. The baby right. the baby T Rex wasn't the hero of this movie. No, like, and that's what I mean. Just that movie, and it's like, and, and when Peter Stormare goes off and gets killed by the compies, like that character, like it, that was character was just there to be killed by the compies. That's yes. it. So that's, that's what I mean by that movie just revels in killing people. Every yeah. every death in the first Jurassic Park. Had a reason, had a motivation. It, it, it except it, for Mr. Arnold, except for because they needed. I disagree because he went to go do yeah, it. Yeah, I know. And then yeah, they he needed, went to do it on his own, and he didn't know the Raptors were out at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. he he kind of thought it was because it, it was all still within the compound. Outside of the compound, it's going to be. He thought nuts. it'd be easy because yep. the only thing inside yeah. the compound was the Raptor nest. Mm-hmm. 
Ugh. But he thought they were still in there. Yeah. And he probably did see it, because they see it passing it, that it's, they're out. Yeah. And he must have just made a run for it and got inside and thought he was okay inside. And then the, there was one inside. The, the thing. But that one, I watching it this time, I noticed that one actually does get out, because she closes the door. Yeah. And she's like, are you sure there's only two now? Yeah, unless they figure out how to open doors. So they have one, there's one in the walk-in, and then that one at the old compound gets through and knows to come it to gets the out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cuz cuz two get killed by the T-Rex and one gets locked in the freezer. Yes. Cuz that one's still locked in the freezer. One dies in the freezer. Oh, cuz those are the three. Do you think it Oh, I guess it has it, to cuz it's locked from the outside. Because what? Oh, it's, it's locked, locked from the outside. And, 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 and it's it, not a handle door. Yeah, it's a yeah. pin through no, the it, Well, no, exactly, but I'm just saying I, I'm I'm imagining the implied scene where a guy goes, "Oh, who who messed up my kitchen, man?" Well, let me let me see what kind of food I have to order. I'm assuming they're going to send the chefs back first when yep. they when they decide oh, to go back to, to yeah. the scavenger. Chefs are always in first because we're always in at five in the morning. <laughs> also, also, like the platter is set out like there's. They oh, all yeah. knew they were going. I mean, they didn't like. It wasn't like a super quick evacuation of the island. They all knew that they were leaving for the weekend. Well, because right? it wasn't a yeah, it wasn't an evacuation. They were just leaving because because of the storm and stuff. They were just going back to the mainland. So there's like so much food out. Yeah, like, it's insane. Well, and also like all those people—that's the behind the scenes—is all those people lost their jobs. People, yeah, <laughs> they, got, they, got, they got a call and said, "You're not coming back in on Monday." Oh, uh, so yeah, man. I and they took and they spent probably like two or three years learning how to make a cake that shaped like a raptor face. Like. <laughs> well, they spared no expense, so they yeah. so they they're leading cake technology at Jurassic Park. One of the greatest Jello makers ever. But I like the other a version of that, though implied scene of when they do kick the power back on, and then that raptor gets frozen to death yeah. in the freezer because yep. he's just locked in there, and oh. power's going to kick back on. I mean, they have kind of this may be a little morbid, but now they've got like the perfect like first sampling for like raptor steak <laughs> the there you go. it's already frozen dry aged raptor steaks come eat a dinosaur mm-hmm. come to jurassic park yep. i mean have a slice of raptor have some raptor bacon it's <laughs> <laughs> a brontosaurus eggs it's some raptor bacon <laughs> jesus christ was our fucking camp counselor oh oh well there i have wet hot american summer girl uh <laughs> There, I, just, I just wanted to, I wanted to revisit uh, the old yeah. the old the old J Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's I think it's worth a revisit. It's also a subject I would. Oh, I mean, maybe I should have pitched that month earlier. I would go through and review every single movie in depth. We could do that. Some, I mean, sometimes. I mean, we kind of already have done number one and girl. We've done <laughs> no, Jurassic Park number two. And, I was gonna say Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. We've done and we did sort of number two right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lost World. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what they didn't want to call it. Jurassic Park number two. Well, yeah, I, yeah. Why would they do that? That'd be weird. Droppings, droppings. I was, I was trying to think like what would, what have, what would have been the better Jurassic Park two? Like, I know they, why they did that. Cause it was like, I think they figure out who they could get back, and then they're like, Michael Crichton, write a book. And then he wrote because they because because we covered in in Dinosaur Month that Malcolm dies in the first book. Yeah, they I don't think they say specifically they don't because he, he doesn't get swimming. on the helicopter. The only one that leaves the island, and then they napalm the island. Yes, but either way, it's like wait, wait, they they napalm the island in the book. Yeah, they don't do that in the movie. No, no, they don't. No, but that's the thing. That's why I just make a different movie. Who cares? But they tried. They made this book, and because they brought Hammond back too. Hammond dies in the first book too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then they're just like, eh, forget that, write a new book. And then it's a book starring Ian Malcolm. And it's just like, if if they had just if he had just wrote, wrote the book 
without the movie pressure, it wouldn't have. The lead wouldn't have been Ian Malcolm. No. It would. It would have been about no. Ian it, it is like the first paragraph is like he walks into a room. They talk about him having a limp and having the cane, and then him explaining like he was able to swim to sit. Really, your legs don't work, and you swam from an island off the coast of Costa Rica. You're bleeding out, and you're swimming through shark-infested waters. With an island of fire behind you. With no legs. <laughs> and he was in the center. He was in the center compound. And all the people that were still in the center compound, because uh, Grant and the kids went off to, like, a raptor nest. And the other people were left behind, and they just get out of the raptor nest, and this helicopter lands, and they all get on, and he says, what about Ian? And the the main doctor, which isn't even a character in the movie, but there's a doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a doctor the whole time. He just shakes his head, and that's it. So, they could have carried Ian Malcolm and put him on the chopper. He's basically saying it's not even so, worth putting so, him on the helicopter. Or that means he died. It means Ian Malcolm died. That's what I which expected. Then, which then, if he didn't die, that's a dick move for them to be like, ah, uh, no, like, he's... He was, he was pretty bad, and we could have carried him, but it would have taken up a spot. Oh, boy. Well, half a spot. And so, like, we don't want him. Half a spot. Yeah. But yeah. So. Well, he doesn't need any leg room. Oh, <laughs> his legs were bitten off by a T-Rex? They weren't bitten off, but they were badly, like, shredded. But he was still alive through most of the book because he's still interacting with people up until the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's very, very ill. He so passes so out a just, couple times. They just in the book. don't go back to get him. No, the helicopter came from where they were, where Ian was with them. Oh, and he said, "Where's Ian?" And the, do- and the doctor oh, shakes his head. Oh my god! So I they didn't like load that. like that. That's simply like they. He was not worth carrying to a chopper and putting on there, which really means he's dead. Because yeah. if he was any bit alive, they'd put him on the chopper. Or, yeah, or that just means he's dead. If, if someone's just like, what about... Any movie where someone's like, what about this character? And they just shake their head. That usually means they didn't make it. Yeah. Not so, that they just chose to leave them. So if they and, chose to left, leave them, then that that's, yeah. then everyone in that book and is so a monster. And so the only people on... The, there's a helicopter pilot. There's Ellie and Dr. Grant and the two kids and the doctor are the only people in the helicopter. And then it says that Alan Grant like turns around and sees out the window... As planes fly by, like the pilot calls in, there's the airstrike, and planes go by and napalm the island. They see that as the helicopters fly. Because that's away. why, in that's why, then with the second book, they had to come up with a second island because yeah. they already napalmed the first yeah. one. They couldn't yeah. just go back. Because honestly, that's what you'd want to do with your sequels: have a reason to go back just to Jurassic Park. Right. Like honestly, if if they should have just gone back for Ian, they get like a, a message saying, "Hey guys." <laughs> Woke up, everybody's really, gone. Really long-winded. Everything's on fire. SOS okay. message. Really, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still here. Uh, I don't know where uh, you guys uh, went. Uh, I have a note uh, next to me that says, uh, "If you wake up, my uh, my legs was, uh, don't uh, work." Uh, it, was, uh, it was pinned to me, and I'm so angry I could spit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I can't walk at all. But if I did, I would like to go faster. <laughs> That's all I got. Is a must go faster joke. Anyway. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, uh, this is about, I wanted to take up half the episode of Jurassic Park. I didn't tell you guys that ahead of time, but I'm glad we did. did. We nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Leonard. Honestly, I could talk about Jurassic Park. Oh, I know. I, we could have done just a podcast about Jurassic Park instead oh. of anything else we've ever talked about. I, I, no, I can watch, I mean, I told you guys when we were, before we recorded, and I was talking about this, I watched Jurassic Park two days in a row. I could watch Jurassic Park ten times in a row, and it, it's, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I know there, like, there are problems of logic in it, but just 
pacing and and the mood of it and everything it it goes for it, it just is like a perfect movie it's yeah. a it's just a perfect yeah. ride like i know there are moments where you're just like oh wait but i thought the t-rex just walked right out but somehow there's a giant cliff Gully, for the car yeah. to fall off like and, and, yeah there's some logic problems like that but yeah you know just like why doesn't timmy just hand grant the gun instead of go stare at lexi use the unix system yep like it, right. <laughs> There, like, there are moments like that, but otherwise, just thematically, it it's, it has a perfect flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and it and it and it is just it is one of those perfect like popcorn movies too. Like, you Absolutely. Just, you just get some popcorn, get a couple friends, and it, it does it does a, turn that on. It does a great job of being scary, but it's not brutal. Because that that's my other thing with the second movie. Not I don't think the second movie is brutal, but it's definitely more violent. There's more blood. There's you know yeah. just just more general. Like we said in Jurassic Park, you don't really see the deaths. In Lost World, it's more like hey, look at these people fucking dying. And there's more of that, and I'm okay with that. But then I think that that just adds a different tone to the movie. It's a tonal shift. But they were still trying to pretend like they were just Jurassic Park, but they kind of weren't. Right. It was kind of the darker second chapter, but like was kind of not wanting to fully commit to that. But kind of was though in, in its violence and and right because the most violent de- death in the first one is the lawyer. That's the most violent. Because that's, that's like the one you see, you know, yeah. and really the only like blood you see is on Arnold's arm. Yeah. Like that's about it because you don't you don't see Nedry you don't even see get, his death. Nedry's is completely blocked. You just hear it in the car. The car shaking. Oh, you don't see the Australian's death. Nope. nope. The raptor jumps on him, and then it's and like see. So then it cuts to a snake in front another, of the raptor. And another head. raptor watching the, the, the other raptor that he was looking at. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because the raptor jumps up and lashes onto his face, but then it cuts away. But you know, so like that's that's the extent of the violence yep. in that movie. I mean, and the first like, death again, you see nothing. Oh, in the the very beginning, very the cold open of the movie, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just see his hand slip through, yeah. Like that's, that's all it. you see. It's all in. And you don't even really know what the raptor is yet. You see its eye, but that's it. Yep. But it's like, so that's and that's and I think that's too. That's kind of that's that's Jaws versus the Jaws sequels. The first Jaws. Yep. They and I think it's because with the first Jurassic Park, this was new technology. Because what, what didn't we say? It's only like six minutes of CG shots in the movie. Yeah, the rest is done with. Practical animatronics and or, practical or just or a lot of suits. or just hiding it a lot of just clever masking it but like because there but everyone I mean we still talk about how that CG and it still holds up I mean just watching again, oh, we said, that we said CG there's only like 13 minutes of actual dinosaur 15 15 only oh, 15 minutes of actual dinosaur and then only like six of that is CG yes. or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's like but but like the CG still holds up but I think it's also because they used it sparingly just like with Jaws why that movie is so fucking good is because they couldn't use the goddamn shark because their shark was broken which is awesome because that shark was gonna look weird yeah, yeah for, for longer shots that shark would have looked and that's what they were weird. doing they were planning on doing like full shots with the shark and using the shark a lot more the, the original plan was to show that shark a lot right. but they couldn't so they cleverly didn't and it made an yeah. amazing movie they switched to amazing. making the most of the shots through the shark's eyes, which is great. Yeah, they switch the camera into being the well, shark. And and the I mean, if we're just talking about that movie, oh, I just got chills like the yeah, part, that movie. The, the, the it's fin- such a great movie. Oh, it's yeah. so, that is a perfect movie. Jaws yeah. is a perfect. Movie. Yes. Yeah. And, and so a, good. You, I still I, I living in Iowa. That movie terrifies me. Yep. <laughs> no water near us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No water at all. No, it's just that movie is perfectly paced, perfectly thrilling. It's perfectly funny. It's perfectly, perfectly scored. Perfectly scored. It's perfectly. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. John Williams. John Williams doing a Spielberg movie. It's gonna be great. Like yeah. it's just. <laughs> But it's like, and that, but yeah, it was the limitations made that. I think the same thing happened with Jurassic Park because in Lost World, I noticed immediately right. Away, I mean, first thing right away is the compies. It's CG, immediate CG dinosaurs. Yeah. And then same once they get to the island, you see all the dinosaurs. 
big CG stegosaurus. Once then they go out and all they're capturing other ones. Bunch of CG dinosaurs. Well, they also like, they also wanted to show the d- more different dinosaurs kicking ass. They did, and too. which and which I get. Yeah, they want to totally. you want to create a variety, but you don't want to make it about them because you still want the movie to be about T Rex and raptors. Right, and and then they did exactly what you would do with a second movie. Hey, two T Rexes. That's exactly what they did. And a ton more raptors. A ton yeah. more raptors, but it's yeah. So it's it immediately is just like yeah no everybody loved the CG dinosaurs. Let's do, just do that. I'm like yeah, but what made the first one so effective is that there wasn't. All of that mm-hmm. when you sh- when we got to see it, it was fucking great. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and there are just li- there's just little things. It blends the the animatronics with the CG. Like there's a moment when the T Rex first breaks out, and he's it's by uh, Grant and Malcolm's Jeep, the one they're in, and you see the head. It's a it's a uh, animatronic head, and then the kids turn the flashlight on. The head looks over, and then it pushes in, so the head's out of frame. Then the CG dinosaur walks in, and that's, it blends the, the effects perfectly. Right. That, that's, that's what makes that movie so effective, too. And in Lost World, they don't do as much of that. It's mm-hmm. mostly, oh, uh, we do the animatronic heads when we do the shots like of them in the Jeep looking out. But the second they're out of the Jeep, it's all CG T-Rex. There's, yeah. there's, no, there's no cleverness of how to mask these, of how to, how to use the, the, marry the two effects. Mm-hmm. And then Jurassic Park 3... Those are oh. just shitty animatronic oh. dinosaurs. That Spinosaurus looks so terrible; it barely moves. Like, do you notice yeah. that it's just up? Like you, they clearly did not give that movie as much money. Right. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what money they did have, they the the effects in that movie, when it is, it all went to computer. William H Macy. All the money. <laughs> but any any computer effects in uh, the third Jurassic Park do not look blended, and now they didn't spend enough time because it looks like a computer. Like like for if sure. You watch like a. It, I it think it's like a, it, it was like a sci-fi original movie more than like because it, it it is the I mean this Spielberg didn't do it it's uh, Joe Johnston it's 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 the it's the direct to DVD I almost just said DV but then realized there had to be another D mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's it, <laughs> it, <laughs> but it is it's the it's the direct to DVD sequel but they have Universal behind them so it doesn't go direct to DVD right. and so it's instead in theaters but it's like yeah Spielberg didn't want to direct it he just wanted to produce it and just make money off of it they didn't want to spend as much money making a, the C, the CG or animatronic dinosaurs right. cuz i think they made that movie pretty fast i think cuz it's it's only and we i said it before uh, before we were talking about it it's it's only an hour and a half it's the shortest of all of them and i think it's because they were just like we got to just crank out a, a, a it's a, about a, time we crank out one more of these movies we need a dinosaur movie yeah. And I think they chose the wrong dinosaur in that Spinosaurus because even even when it's in CG or animatronic, it just has too long. It looks like a big duck. It just looks like it yeah. has a big duck face. It just doesn't. And I know really they were work. thinking of putting more teeth on something and making it more like it could get at them and stuff like that. More well, and it's and they they discovered that dinosaur. I think I think like in between like some of the movies they discovered this dinosaur and oh my god it's bigger and also after the first two Jurassic Park movies they discovered that T Rexes are probably scavengers not hunters. Isn't that kind of like a scarier T Rex that like Allosaurus? Isn't that like a kind of a more terrifying T Rex that's actually a real dinosaur? I don't know. I think so. Something it's because like I remember learning about it like when I was a kid. That, like the Allosaurus was almost like a bigger T Rex. Yeah, but I don't know. but yeah, so they were just like so they. Why didn't they use that? So I think that was clearly uh-huh. the, the Spinosaurus was just like, oh, what about just a bigger dinosaur? And so they actually have it kill the T-Rex in the beginning. And it just yeah. Blew. But it all looks like shit. Well, this episode is mostly been Jurassic Park let's, again. Let's talk a little bit about rivalry. So Leonard, we're going to get into Leonard versus Pepsi. Pepsi yeah, we're going we're gonna to be fine. We got, we were fine do we, before. Do you have Leonard's full name? Did we go and get into that in rivalries? No, we never said it. I think we're about well, you to know get what? into it. I, but you know, I've, I've been looking. It's uh, John Leonard. 
John Oh, Leonard. his last name is Leonard. His last name is Leonard. That's why it's... I've been looking at him in a whole different light. That's why it's Leonard v. Pepsi. Yeah, that makes sense. They usually don't say first names in No, I know, but that'd be hilarious if they did, because his case is so bad, they're just like... There's Leonard again. <laughs> Leonard versus PepsiCo. All right, so John. You Leonard. thought you thought Roe was her first name? No. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say Wade might have been. A... <laughs> See, Wade could be a first Please name. Say Wade could That's be why a... I chose Roe. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so John John Leonard. Uh, John Leonard. So uh, this is uh, Leonard v. PepsiCo. Hold on, let me get this file up here. Okay. So this all comes from, I mean, I was hoping there'd be a person here who wasn't a part of Rivalries Month, so yeah. I have I have the telling of, of Pepsi stuff, but so you guys are just have to deal with that. Sweet. But, Tell uh, me. But Pepsi stuff was launched in uh, March 28th, 1996. Pepsi, uh, it was a campaign that you could, uh, in certain products, especially their, uh, their twist-off caps... Mm-hmm. Uh, had points in them that yes. you could redeem to purchase things such as hats and t-shirts and they had, they had uh, something called sleeve tattoos and like the the motto for it was tattoo your your coat not your skin or something like that so I, sure i think it was a big sticker to put on your coat i don't know hey mm-hmm. but they had stuff like that and it was a huge successful campaign for them uh they uh they that was the year they because it was uh Coca-Cola had their own rewards thing going at the same time. That summer of 96 was the Olympics in Atlanta, and Pepsi stuff was so popular, they outsold Coca-Cola in the Olympics campaign, and in Atlanta, where Coca-Cola is based right. out of. So they even beat them there. And, and On their home turf. On their home turf, during the Olympics, and they were having, and Coke had this whole big campaign about the Olympics of just... I remember it. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was it was, a, it was a huge deal for them, and they really wanted it to be a big deal for them. Because well, athlete, Olympic athletes tend to drink, you know, a lot of pot. Ton of soda. Well, that's like leading up to the Olympics anytime now. It's always just like, man, when I'm training for the Olympics, I always go to Subway. I'm like, you're not going to eat a fucking sub if you're training to go to the fucking Olympics. It's certainly not a foot, foot long a sub. A foot long, foot long sub and a Michelob Ultra. Foot long tuna melt to just fucking, yeah. But they, so uh, they did that. Um, I think it was, yeah, three times larger than Coca-Cola's point program Ooh, that wow. summer. Like, they beat the Ooh. shit out of them. Uh, and they also, uh, PepsiCo also uh, partnered with Yahoo!, Keep in mind, this was this was in 2000, so that meant yeah. something. Then. Oh, in 2000? Yes, nice. in, in 2000. So say, you're really taking me back here. Yeah, say, if they if they if they partner with Yahoo now, then it's like, well, Pepsi's in trouble. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's next chapter 11. Like, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they they teamed yeah, up with them for their web presence, PepsiStuff.com, powered by Yahoo. Remember when when websites used to say powered, powered. by? Like, yeah. And it was like Yahoo. Or Yahoo was the. Beast. That was the, they. They were huge. They were. You didn't mess with them. This was before. I mean, that's the thing. We we kind of forget right now because now just you. It's the verb is Google it. Yeah. But it's like for a moment, Google was not the one you used. You used Yahoo. And Yahoo was Yahoo beating search. out all the small ones like web crawler and I forget what all else was back in the day. But Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was another one. I was thinking. I can't think of it now. No. There's a bunch. There's yeah, a bunch of different ones like there was that. There's a ton of them. There were like five or six you could go to, but Yahoo was winning that. Yahoo race was the top engines. dog of those, and then Google. I don't know what Google did to send them over the top, but they just so they they manhandled Yahoo. They just, I think it was Google came up with the formula to really make your search things the most search 
whatever. So when you put in a word, it actually ranked like here's the number one site people go to with this word. Oh, Google yeah. was the best at that, and especially I, when it came to like separating true. image searches and video searches. And that's that. true. They really got that. To and like they just were a, and they were the first two that did the like if you put it in quotes, we will look for that sentence. Yes, like, it wasn't that part. Of it. So you could actually look for exactly what you wanted to look yes. for. So and I know I started using it because I could look up quotes from like TV shows, like from The Simpsons. If I put it, they would find what episode oh. it came from and stuff like that. Oh, they were just so far ahead of Yahoo. Simpsons did it. Out. That's what it was. Also, mm-hmm. it's way more fun to say. It's way more fun to say, "Oh, go Google that." Oh, I'm going to Google that rather than like, "I'm going to Yahoo that." And I think when that started, Part of it, I, I think, think that when it started becoming because Google, I remember they kind of put that in their ads. They started being like, "Google it." Like they started saying it that yeah, way. They were brand new. And then I remember Yahoo tried to do it too, and it was just like, "You got a Yahoo at it" or something. Like they tried to do the same thing, and it's just like, "No." Nah, yeah, but I think their commercials when they did it, like their main guy was like a, it was almost like a redneck character or something. He's like, "You got a Yahoo at it," and like, yeah. Yahoo. and it's just like when yeah. I think of internet and computers, I don't think of. <laughs> Backwoods, <laughs> the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> yeah. Wow. If I need to find something, I'm gonna ask that guy. <laughs> the guy with three teeth. Excuse me, sir. And just like people go in them woods, don't come back. Okay, bye. Never mind. I'll find I a dentist gonna, on my own. I was, gonna, I was gonna ask you about this episode of Alec McBeal, but I'll go <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, the floor there. Oh boy. I'll go. I'll go find someone in civilization. Is what I'll do. <laughs> they might know better. They might know. Uh, but they but they teamed up with Yahoo and uh, was one of the first major consumer promotions to feature a dedicated interactive website. So they were, that was a big deal too. So it's another thing that made them mm-hmm. really popular is they started really having a great website for this stuff. Cutting and they, edge. Yeah. Yep. And they had a bunch of, they had uh, TV print and then these internet ads. And I think they, they also had a catalog for the Pepsi stuff, yes. promotions and stuff and all that stuff. And they had celebrities like... And I got a list here. Andre Agassi, David Beckham, Beyonce, uh, Cindy Crawford, Jimmy Fallon, Jeff Gordon, Derek Jeter, John Lee Hooker, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Deion Sanders, Shakira, Shakira, uh, Britney Spears, and the Spice Girls all appeared in ads for them. So they're... In 2000? I'm thinking... Just this have? is 2004-ish, right? 2000 or... is when they partnered oh. with Yahoo. Oh, a lot of these people I didn't realize were that... A lot of them are. I think. I think some of them are later. But by two thousand, uh, Andre Agassi and well, Jeff Andre Gordon Agassi, yeah, and, and yeah, Derek yeah. Jeter, like they, they all would have been. I was more just like I didn't realize Fallon was that popular. Yeah. His his was probably or a little Beckham bit later. Even. Or Beckham, yeah. And Beckham was probably a little bit later. But I'd say probably the Spice Girls definitely around that. But yeah, time. I know they offered a lot of music stuff and sports stuff. And yes. a lot of like yeah. clothing. Because yeah, part of the Pepsi stuff was a lot of like that was when MP3s were really taking. Yeah. Out. So it was a lot of you can oh, download yeah. MP3s and stuff like yeah. that. So they did that. So that was their uh, their big launch into commercials, and one of their commercials then led to this lawsuit. It was a commercial uh, in which, and I'm going to find. I have the the court. I'm going to do a lot of reading of the court case, but it's it's better than trying to just tell you. It's, I love it. The, I, I have the actual. This is the actual court uh, like conclusion documents that oh, I have so here. So amazing. So. This is the commercial that led to John Leonard uh, uh, suing PepsiCo, and this is all the this is all the wording of the court documents. Oh my God. Uh, but this is this is the because the offer is I'll just to jump ahead. It's it's that the commercial uh, implies that you could get enough Pepsi points to purchase a uh, a jet, a Learjet, a Learjet, or not a jet, a Harrier, Harrier jet, Harrier, a Harrier jet, jet. Yeah. Uh, a Harrier fighter jet. It's a military fighter jet. Yes. Um, but so they have to then this court this case then had to uh, he, he he then tried to get the the points that the commercial says there is 
which it says in the commercial. And I'll, I'll, I'll get to it, but the commercial said seven million points would get you a Harrier jet. And so he then, he did not raise enough points to get it, but in the Pepsi stuff program, you could use points and money. You could use money to buy points instead of going and buying Pepsi products and getting them. You could actually just use money to right. buy points. So he used, he raised, he raised a bunch of money to buy the points. Seven million points was what the ad said for a Harrier jet. How many points do you think he had? I, I'm going to guess a million point two. Yeah, if, he, million. if he got over a million, I'd be impressed. He had 15 Pepsi points. 15. He, had, uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't even get a coat with that. No. Because I was thinking that... No. Wow. You're, you're was, about to hear some the of the other... The clothing are like in the 100, was, 200 range. I was very optimistic. He... <laughs> the highest stuff's like 500. Yeah. No, he... He, uh, he had 15 points okay. and then realized it was going to be hard to get all... To get 79 <laughs> points. Sure. <laughs> So going through people he knew and stuff, he raised like $700,000 or some shit like that because he wanted to buy the rest of the $6,999,000. You know, I look, I, he seems like he's a go-getter. I wish he had put his energy into something more worthwhile. If he could get yes. his friends and family to give him $700,000. Yes. But he probably convinced them that he'd be able to sell the jet for more. Yes, but it's, but it's going to sell it to the Russians. But yeah, but the the ruling, of course, was that uh, Pepsi was like, well, no, we're not going to give you a Harrier jet. That was a, a joke in a commercial. So also part of this court case I will get to is there's also a segment where they have to talk about whether or not the commercial is made in jest and whether that is clear. Right. So this was a court case that actually had to dissect what what does funny mean? Mm-hmm. What's a joke? What's a joke? But uh, so here's here's. I'd the, like to know what's what's a joke. So the uh, the the commercial uh, in question uh, is uh, the commercial opens upon an idyllic uh, suburb morning where the chirping of birds is sun. And please feel free to jump in whenever. <laughs> oh uh, my god! Where the chirping of birds and this is this is the court document. No, 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 keep going, keep going. Where the chirping of birds in sun dappled trees welcomes a paper boy on his morning route. As the newspaper hits the stoop of a conventional two-story house, the tattoo of a military drum... I don't know why tattoo doesn't seem like the right word there. But the tattoo of a military drum introduces the subtitle, Monday, 7.58 a.m. The stirring strains of a, of, of a martial air mark, the appearance of a well-coiffed teenager preparing to leave for school, dressed in a shirt emblazoned with the Pepsi logo and a red, white, and blue ball. Oh, he's about to get laid. <laughs> While the teenager confidently preens, the military drum roll again sounds as the subtitle T-shirt, seven, 75 Pepsi points. So a T-shirt is 75 Pepsi points. So he did not have enough points right, for a right. T-shirt. Uh, 75 Pepsi points scrolls across the screen. Bursting from his room, the teenager strides down the hallway wearing a leather jacket. The drum roll sounds again as the subtitle leather jacket, 1,450 Pepsi points, appears. Wow. The teen, and those are those ones I think where they did like the leather sleeves and oh, shit, kind of yeah. like those Leatherman, or yeah. Leatherman, Leatherman, Leatherman jacket. I'm a Leatherman. No, that's the Gimp. Uh, that's a that's a Leatherman jacket. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, the teenager up, opens the door of his house and, unfazed by the glare of the, of the early morning sunshine, puts on a pair of sunglasses. The drum roll then accompanies the subtitle "Shades 175 Pepsi Points." A voiceover then intones introducing the new Pepsi Stuff catalog as the camera focuses on the cover of the catalog. Uh, and, and then there's a little uh, side note in it. At this point, the following message appears at the bottom of the screen. Offer not available in all areas. <laughs> so they even have to... It's putting the disclaimers in disclaimers. <laughs> yeah. 
The scene then shifts to three young boys sitting in front of a high school building. The boy in the middle is intent on his Pepsi stuff catalog, while the boys on either side are drinking Pepsi. The three boys gaze in awe at an object rushing overhead as the military march builds to a crescendo. The Harrier jet is not yet visible, but the observer senses the presence of a mighty plane as the extreme <laughs> winds gener generated by its flight create a paper maelstrom uh, in a classroom devoted to an otherwise dull physics lesson. Finally, yeah, very specific. <laughs> finally, so this person should write a screenplay. Yeah. Whoever, whoever filled out this document. Finally, the Harrier jet swings into view and lands by the side of the school building next to a bicycle rack. Several students run for cover, and the velocity of the wind strips one hapless faculty member down to his underwear. While the, <laughs> while the faculty member is being deprived of his dignity. The, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I feel like this lawyer's aide oh that came god. up with this document is just having fun at this also point. Also wrote murder mystery fiction on the side. <laughs> Oh, he's written several episodes I, of Murder She Wrote. I, yeah, several I, Harlequin novels. I, also I, written. I think I, to me, I, in this point, I see someone who's just like, well, if I have to type this, thing, yeah. I'm gonna have fun. I'm with going it. all out. This is my this is my Saturday. This is, this is a Tim, this is a comedian's legal aid day job. <laughs> yeah, that's what this is. While the faculty member is being deprived of his dignity, the voiceover announces, "Now, the more Pepsi you drink, the more great stuff you're gonna get." The teenager opens the cockpit of the fighter and can be seen helmetless holding a Pepsi, quote, looking very pleased with himself. Ugh. The teenager exclaims, sure beats the bus and chortles. The mullet, the millet, the, <laughs> I know they use, the <laughs> just on the, the dash. Oh, boy. Uh, the military drum, <laughs> the military drum roll sounds a final time as the following words appear, Harrier Jet, 7 million Pepsi points. A few seconds later, the following appears in more stylized script. Drink Pepsi, get stuff. With that message, the music and commercial end with a triumphant flourish. So, seeing that, and Leonard, uh, he sees himself as, quote, again from the court documents, he's, quote, typical of the Pepsi generation. He is young, has an adventurous spirit, and the notion of obtaining a Harrier jet appealed to him enormously. He's also 380 pounds. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. a real part of the Pepsi generation. Oh yeah, no, I, I can smell the social awkwardness on these files. Like, I, I can oh, just, boy. <laughs> I can just, I just, I just get visions of averted eyes. The uh, courtroom reeked of Doritos and Oxypads. <laughs> so that's the commercial in question. He saw this and was just like, oh, Harrier Jet, 7 million points, great. Now, the Harrier Jet was not in the catalog. It was nowhere else, just in this one commercial. So he thought this commercial was a valid offer. Yes. And so then tried to then purchase 7 million Pepsi points uh, to then get it. Uh, what I love here, too, is they have the catalog features, youth dressed in Pepsi stuff regalia or enjoying Pepsi stuff accessories. <laughs> and they put every product and then what the description is of the product. So blue shades, as if you need another reason to look forward on sunny days or look forward to sunny days. Pepsi teas, living them, laughing them, getting them. Bag of get any in them because yeah. you're wearing a Pepsi shirt. Bag of balls, three balls, one bag, no rules. <laughs> again, I have a shirt that says a, that. Again, official court document. Yeah. I just can't stress that enough. One bag, three balls, no rules. And Pepsi phone card. Call your mom. Uh, the catalog. Remember phone cards? That was a fun. Yeah. That was a fun time in history, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, before cell phones. We used phone cards to like when my mom like and sister went out of the country for like something. We they used a phone card to call us. I remember doing. That. I remember when I, I went they to. Were, yeah, they were used for kids traveling and, and kidnappers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yep. They, people use which, and those go hand in hand. Yeah, they do. Really? Sometimes for real. Sometimes I've seen for, Taken. Forcibly. I've yeah. seen yeah. Taken. Yeah. Oh, God, imagine if that had been on the phone. I think I was going to say. Will you accept this call from... Dad, just say yes. <laughs> I've only got three minutes on this card. <laughs> They're going... You're going to get Taken. Collect call from a specific set of skills. <laughs> Will you accept? Uh, so he... <laughs> Let me see. I gotta find the. Uh... Oh my god! She has to call ten ten three two one first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taken sponsored by ten ten two twenty. Oh my god! There were so many of those. One There were so. There were so many of those. Ten ten two twenty. There was ten ten nine thousand. Was another yeah, one. Yeah, ten ten three two one. Uh, yeah, ten, ten, there were a bunch of those. Yeah, the the the, uh, the, the that should have been rivalry month. The collect call wars. Yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah. and now it almost doesn't really matter. Nope. Cell phones. I mean, especially if you have like an international phone. Yeah. Well, and just yeah, when was the? I mean, in a movie anymore, no one's ever like you know because it used to be in movies in like the late nineties or two thousand was like a collect call from and like that doesn't happen. Yeah, or TV shows too. I yeah. mean, there's only there's only one instance I can think of, and that's like Orange Is the New Black. They do a thing where it's like. A prisoner from... Well, see, but that just, that's just that's what prisons do. That's an official yeah, thing no, no, that prisons no, do. No, totally, absolutely. That's the only thing I can think of that has any sort of a Because that's just to let you... Because they put that on any call, so then prisoners can't just call people and act like they're not a prisoner. Yeah. It, so then it lets the person on the end of the line know, right. and also, this is a call and, from a penitentiary. Also, the person also getting called was very aware that they're being recorded yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... So, uh... So, yes, he tried to... He tried to then sue Pepsi... Uh, and then the initial ruling with the judge was like, no. Uh, but then he then tried to motion, he wanted a jury trial, because he thought there should be a jury trial of other people of the Pepsi generation, other people who would see this and, and would also want a Harrier jet, and, 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 and stand... Jury of his peers. Jury of his peers. No Coke drinkers on that jury. Yeah. Well, that's his lawyer's... Uh, this, this is You're gonna have to sort out the coke. You also can't have a jury of fifteen-year-old boys. Like <laughs> <laughs> you have to be an adult to be on a jury. Yeah. But uh, oh my god. But yeah. So and initially it was just like no, and then they had to do because he wanted all this stuff. They had to do other all this litigation and so I don't I don't think there was like an official big trial. It was a lot of just pre stuff. But what's great too, looking through this court document, there's so many. Uh, cases they have to cite right. to just to, oh. to cite problems. So like real court cases get brought into this. Of like there was one of like one was like a big sexual harassment in the workplace lawsuit that got brought in this about like the you know what is a joke and what can be taken certain ways stuff like that and just oh, how man. how companies do it and like and then there was some sillier ones too which was actually great going through these. Uh, I looked up most of the court cases. It's kind of a history of people suing companies and they start real it's a, it's a, it's a history of companies getting away with just boldface lying and then realizing they have to cover their tracks right. cuz like one of the very first ones was someone like ah come on down we're giving away uh, these $1000 fur coats for a dollar and then a guy went in with a dollar and he's like hey i got this and like well no we're do- we're doing it for ladies not for men so get out of here and they wouldn't and then he sued them and won right cuz he's like well you said that was the deal in the paper and there was another one that was a just one that was a boldface lie oh there was one that was a, it was a bank that said uh, a deposit of fourteen thousand dollars, and they they were giving you three different things if you start banking with them, and then they didn't, and then someone did it, and then uh, the bank was just like, oh, there was a typo on the ad. It's supposed to be fifteen thousand dollars. Sorry, you don't get your stuff because it was like a car and some other shit. Right. And they're just like, well, you didn't tell me there was a typo when I put in fourteen thousand dollars. So it's like there's a history of that, and then as it gets later, then there are people who are just like, no, my husband had a heart attack working on his truck, so Ford is responsible. 
And right. it's like, well, no, he had a heart attack. That's a that's not related. Like they're like, well, the stress of working on this truck. Okay, I can see what you're saying. Then you know, it's supposed to be like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of it's so it's kind of like <laughs> this is basically the road to the lady that sued McDonald's for hot coffee. Right. Is what this this cran- or, transcript is. Or this or is the the, uh, the people who who uh, put their. Uh, Camper on autopilot and went back. Went back yes. to make a sandwich. Yes, but if 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 the lady if the lady that sued McDonald's for hot coffee is Lord of the Rings, this is the Hobbit. This transcript here. <laughs> right. this, this, oh my this, god! This is all of the lead up to it. The fires of Mordor ended up in her lap. <laughs> the fires of Mount Doom, huh? Oh yeah. Oof. Oh sure. Oh sure. <laughs> Steve got very Canadian. Yeah. Whenever I talk law. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, sure. Canada law. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking he's for. A, he's a, he's a, you're an Esquire in Canada, aren't you? I think so. Yeah, all right. I'm a registered Mountie. Really? I thought you had to be Girl. Canadian Mated. I thought you'd be native Canadian to be a Mountie. <laughs> Did you say Canadian Mated? <laughs> I meant, I, I, made, I was made in Canada? Oh, I just, yeah. I've drank yeah. enough ginger ale that they consider me part of the country. Is ginger ale a big thing in Canada? I don't know. It's Canada Dry. I assume it's something. <laughs> <laughs> assume it's a big thing for them. I don't know. I right. slap their name on anything. But so, so the best part here uh, is is when they had to they Can had you explain to explain black velvet, the Canadian whiskey. That uh, is uh, that is something that his name is just slapped on it. Sorry. We're, <laughs> what happened? Because you, you said Canada doesn't just slap its name on anything. Yeah. And I might explain black. But they didn't put their name on that. They put it's Canadian whiskey. Ah, I'm so disappointed in myself. No, it's okay. I tried. I reached. I, I overextended. I flew it's too okay. close to the sun. You were saying? <laughs> <laughs> like a Canadian phoenix. <laughs> so there was, a, was a mallard. Huh? It's a mallard. <laughs> a loon. A loon. Oh. I thought you were looking at the paper. I'm like, is someone's name Mallard in this? <laughs> but oh, yeah. I'm derailed. But so the, the yeah, the, the plaintiff Leonard, he wanted a, a, a jury of the Pepsi generation. It says that in oh, this transcript. And a bunch of now the best segment to me is the uh, is whether the commercial was quote evidently done in jest because Pepsi came back and were just like it was a joke and he was like you need to prove how it comes off as a joke. Yeah, you didn't say joke because they did list it the same as every other product they had in there. However, it's not technically in their catalog. Just yeah. in that commercial. Yes. So. And after after this whole lawsuit, too, they changed it. They kept the commercial, but they changed the text to it said uh, 7 billion points, which you could not earn that much. Right. There was like... They or were even pay to get... Even pay that much. It was like... There was like a cap, like a certain million yeah. points or whatever. Because they clearly let this guy buy almost 7 million points. But so... So there's a cap somewhere after that. But... Right. So they changed it to that. But... Plaintiff's insistence that the commercial appears to be a serious offer requires the court to explain why the commercial is funny. Explaining why a joke is funny is a daunting task. True. As the essayist E.B. White has remarked, humor can be dissected as a frog can, but the, the thing dies in the process. And that is quoted in the Gerald R. Ford book, Humor and the Presidency, 23, 1987. So they, I should have been a lawyer. It sounds like fun. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. The... Uh, the commercial is the embodiment of what de- the what defendant appropriately ca- characterizes as quote zany humor. First, the commercial suggests, as commercials often do, that use of the advertised product will transform what, for most youth, can be a fairly routine and ordinary experience. 
The military tattoo and the stirring uh, martial music, as well as the use of subtitles in a courier font that scrolled, <laughs> that scrolled terse messages across the screen, such as Monday, 7.58 a.m., evoke military and espionage thrillers. The implication of the commercial is that Pepsi Stuff merchandise will inject drama and moment into hitherto unaccept unexceptional lives. The commercial, in this case, thus makes the exaggerated claims similar to those of many television adverti uh, advertisements that by consuming the featured clothing, car, beer, or potato chips, one will become attractive, stylish, desirable, and admired by all. So, first we had to just explain what commercials do. <laughs> what advertising is. <laughs> a, a reasonable viewer would understand such advertisements as mere puffery, not as statement of fact. See, e.g. Hubbard versus General Motors. So that there are other cases of people suing companies throughout this thing. There's so many. Uh... Uh, those people would see that and refrain from interpreting the promises of the commercial as being literally true. Second... The callow youth featured in the commercial is a highly improbable pilot. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't wearing a helmet. Right? That's the problem with it. That's nice. he, well, if he knew what he was doing, he'd have a helmet on. And he wouldn't be drinking Pepsi while flying. That's just... Did he have aviators on, or were they just Pepsi? Pepsi. It, it was the Pepsi yeah. shades. And, no. a leather, and a leather jacket. If they weren't aviators, I don't buy it. Right? That's what I'm saying. Uh... Uh, one who could, uh, improbable pilot, one who could barely be trusted with the keys to his parents' car, much less the prize aircraft of the United States Marine Corps. <laughs> Although I think he's probably as tall as Tom Cruise, so maybe. <laughs> what I love, too, is that this fictional child in this commercial, they're like, oh, he's not responsible with mom's keys. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, so now this court document is also world building. It's also, uh, it's yeah. a, in, a way, this, in a way, this is both an, an official court document and fan fiction at the same time. Fan fiction oh. for a Pepsi commercial. For a Pepsi commercial. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, he has sex with Wolverine later. Um, it's erotic fan fiction. Ooh. Uh, rather Wearing than... those aviators. Mm. <laughs> oh, this is great. Rather than checking the fuel gauges on his aircraft, the teenager spends his precious pre-flight minutes preening. Yeah. So now it's also going into proper pre-flight. He doesn't even know there's like protocol. I mean, what kind of asinine teenager would be allowed a jet <laughs> without being trained on proper pre-flight protocol? I love that they're poking holes in it now too. Just because that's what he asked for, they have to really, really exactly. Know. They have to really be those dicks and like, oh man. So you see, instead of doing his pre-flight checklist, did he even have a second person in the driveway to pull the blocks to make sure that the landing it's gear malarkey. would come? I'm it's just malarkey. Saying, if that it's wasn't there, malarkey. there's no way the landing gear could be pulled up properly in a way that he would be able to reach his school and deploy his landing gear oh, in a way that was there not. a whole crew to land? Did he have those guys with flashlights? I hope they had a whole guys? team of just angry nerds writing. Oh, oh, like, oh, it's clearly not plausible. Was he in communication oh, with maybe, the air traffic control maybe if of there's the school? Some, maybe if there's some wizard. Oh, oh, that would bring wizards into this? I also, oh. I also love the subsect of nerd you guys created of military nerds. I know they're out there, they're, but they're, I mean, Civil War reenactors. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're but, definitely but, out but there. But modern Harrier jet modern. nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They exist. Oh, you need to check the fuel gauges, guys. But rather than doing that, uh, <laughs> the, the youth's concern for his coiffure uh, appears to extend to his flying without a helmet. So, we brought that point up. Yep. Finally, the teenager's comment that flying a Harrier jet to school, quote, sure beats the bus, evinces an improbable insouciant, insouciant? I don't know how to pronounce that word, insouciant attitude mm -hmm. toward the relative difficulty and danger of <laughs> piloting a fighter plane in a residential area as opposed to taking public transportation. Ooh, someone, someone sleeps with a thesaurus. <laughs> Fourth! <laughs> 
<laughs> the, we're still explaining why this commercial is, is a, a joke. joke. It's funny. Oh, God. Fourth, the primary mission, and this is page, I think, seven or eight. This is later. Oh, They've no. already done a lot of back, sure. and then they'd be like, here's how jokes work, dumbass. Right. Fourth, the primary mission of a Harrier jet, according to the United States Marine Corps, is to, quote, attack and destroy surface targets under day and night visual conditions, end quote. United States Marine Corps manufactured by uh, this jet, manuf- sorry, U.S. Marine Corps fact file AV-8B Harrier 2, manufactured by McDonnell Douglas, the Harrier jet played a significant role in the air offensive uh, Operation Desert Storm in 1991. So Desert Storm is now brought into this. Yep. <laughs> The jet is designed to carry a considerable armament load, including Sidewinder and Maverick missiles. As one news report has noted, quote, fully loaded, the Harrier can float like a butterfly and sting like a bee, albeit a roaring 14-ton butterfly with a bee, uh, and a bee with 9,200 pounds of bombs and missiles, end quote. Jerry Allgood, Marines rely on, uh, uh, no, that's a quote from, Marines rely on Harrier jet, uh, despite, I don't need that. Uh, in light of the Harrier jet's well-documented function in attacking and destroying surface and air targets, armed reconnaissance and air inter- interdiction, and offensive and defensive anti-aircraft warcraft, depiction of such uh, a jet as a way to get to school in the morning is clearly not serious, even if, as plaintiff contends, the jet is capable of being acquired, quote, in a form that eliminates its potential for military use, end quote. So, I don't know about that one, though. So just because of what it's made for, that kid could still want it just to... some excite the girls at school well that's landing what landing in a harrier and that's why not just excite, excite landed in a harrier landing in a harrier oh i thought you were landed i thought you were saying harrier. land a girl and landed in a no, harrier but he could take the harrier up to old make out point <laughs> and take down some, check the fuel gauges take down some targets <laughs> you know what i mean no, because he'd be worried about his hair, you know, instead of checking all the gauges. But, you, you, but this is the most I can give you because I am not aware of uh, wooing women. So yeah, I don't know what you actually do with women. No, no, I mean, I know what I do. I hold doors and I say, m'lady. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I roll for dexterity. <laughs> uh, Yo, it's charisma that I roll for. <laughs> Frankly, so though, in this mission, I'm an orc and my charisma modifier is negative one. Well, you maybe if you get far enough, you want a little dexterity. <laughs> he's oh. a teenager he's not lasting long oh okay yeah. fifth the number fifth they're still explaining oh my off. god fifth the number of pepsi points the commercial mentions as required to purchase the jet is seven million to amass that number of points one would have to drink seven million pepsis or roughly 190 pepsis a day for the next hundred years an unlikely possibility or one would have to purchase approximately seven hundred thousand dollars worth of Pepsi points. The cost of a Harrier jet is roughly twenty-three million dollars. Yes. A fact of which plaintiff was aware when he set out to gather the amount he believed necessary to accept the alleged offer. Even if an objective, even if an objective reasonable person were not aware of this fact, he would conclude that purchasing a fighter plane for seven hundred thousand dollars is a deal too good to be true. I agree with that. I also love that someone had to do the math of how many Pepsis... Which I also love, too, that this court document is like, well, no, you have to drink those Pepsis. Like, no, you, you could pour them out. You wouldn't have to drink... Yeah, you just have to buy seven you million Pepsis. And, that, and that's in another part of the document, too. Like, for some reason, this case really hinged on the idea of being able to drink seven million Pepsis. Right. Because he even says in his opening thing of why he didn't do it, he's like, well, I can't drink seven million Pepsis. So I said, buy the points. Like... Or just buy the Pepsis. Granted, it's much easier to buy the points. You gotta earn them. (laughs) Drinking that stuff. I just love, though, that nowhere in... As much as this is all thought out, no one once thought, like, well, you don't have to drink all the Pepsi. 
Like, that point was never raised. Even though everything we just did to explain how this commercial is a fucking joke, there was no... No one at one point just said, just don't drink all that Pepsi. Yeah, like that. Or maybe... Or maybe you could have like, just been collecting bottles and cans everywhere. Or you just... Or you give them to people in your neighborhood, like, buy a cooler full of Pepsi. I just need the cap. Fill your pool with it. Ooh, fill your pool with Pepsi! Pepsi pool. <laughs> oh, that would be the worst after... Oh, you'd be so sticky. Well, and just... What... <laughs> well, no, I mean, not to mention... Uh, it would be murder on a filter. All the bubbles would be gone. And then one day, if, like, if there's, like, hair and skin cells in your Pepsi pool and, like... I was thinking of just, <laughs> just swimming and in the first five minutes you're just attacked by a swarm of bees. <laughs> That's my first thought. That's fair. You're in your Pepsi pool and it's just all of a sudden covered in bees. Oh, that would definitely happen unless, unless not, it would or happen, mosquitoes. It would happen before it was filled up. It would become a Pepsi swamp in your backyard. The plaintiff. This is this is then later in the document of of Leonard uh, demanding further. I know we're kind of over time, but uh, this is uh, him demanding further research. Uh, further oh my god, he wanted more. He wanted more. Plaintiff argues that additional discovery uh, is necessary as to how the defendant reacted to his quote acceptance suggesting that it is significant that the defendant twice changed the commercial the first time to increase the number of pepsi points required to purchase the harrier jet to 700 million and then again to amend the commercial to state the 700 million amount and add just kidding in parentheses plaintiff concludes that quote obviously if pepsico truly believed that no one could take seriously the offer contained in the original ad that i saw this change would not have been to- this change would have been totally unnecessary and superfluous so now he's like well you changed the ad so that means you know but they changed the ad because you took it seriously you idiot right because they went oh crap there's idiots out there who can get a hold of a lawyer and seven hundred thousand dollars the record does not suggest that the change in the amount of points is uh probative of the seriousness of the offer <laughs> I just love, too, that basically this, like, everybody involved this has to be like, no, just to everything he says. Just like, just, no, sorry. It's just dumb what you're saying. Everything you're saying is dumb. No. That's just not how it works. Uh, I'm going to take a 15-minute recess so they can go giggle in the hallway. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, that's awesome. I imagine that is what happens. Just like a... He really thinks no way. No <laughs> way. The stenographer had to keep typing in. <laughs> <laughs> chortle, 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 chortle. Finally, plaintiff's assertion that he should be afforded an opportunity to determine whether other individuals also tried to accumulate enough Pepsi points to purchase a Harrier jet is unavailing. The possibility that there were other people who interpreted the commercial as an offer of a Harrier jet does not render that belief any more or less reasonable. True. So basically just like, if you can find other idiots, we don't care. Yeah. We don't want you rounding up a bunch of crazy dumb people. <laughs> Please. The alleged offer must be evaluated on its own terms. Having made the evaluation, the court concludes that summary judgment is appropriate on the ground that no reasonable objective person would have understood the commercial to be an offer. Ouch. So this, and this, too, so yeah, this is after the initial court hearing and they call it and this was him trying to uh, uh what's the word appeal appeal not, the decision yeah to get it move forward this is then this is now the response to them being like no not again we're not uh and i think he mr had to, leonard please. and i think the in in final he had to uh he had to pay all the court costs um, and when he initially sued, I think uh, Pepsi countersued. I don't think they were like suing him for any money, but they like countersued to shut. Because at the beginning of it says it says there were two cases, one in which 
One, both, both have been defendant and plaintiff, so that's why the court document like we will call them Leonard and PepsiCo, like yeah. you know, for part. They probably countersued just for court costs. I, and I think that's what it was, and yeah. so I, I think they they oh, won that man. part. But like, there's what did he end up losing? So he got nothing. Do you know what he ended up losing? Uh, I can find it if you guys van. Yeah, no. So what I was thinking is, is I imagine that this was just something that he had to double down on super hard because he, it says he went to he he asked his friends, his family. For he raised seven hundred thousand. He probably raised convinced that enough money. people that he was going to be able to. See. He probably went to him and said, "This is legit." I, you know, maybe he even had a lawyer on board to begin with who said, "Yeah, I can fight for this. You're definitely going to get it if you have the money." And he said, "I can sell this jet for twenty two million, and we all get a return on our investment." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm seeing because, like, if he could prove that he's like, if you give me ten thousand dollars. You get a hundred thousand dollars in return. On or about March twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six, plaintiff submitted an order form, fifteen original Pepsi points, and a check for seven hundred thousand eight dollars and fifty cents. Plaintiff appears to have been represented by counsel at the time he mailed this check. So he even had a lawyer yep. ready when he so mailed the check. So he went and did all the research on like, is this going to hold up? Am I going to be able to sell this thing for twenty two million and make myself a millionaire? Okay. The check is drawn on an account of plaintiff's first set of attorneys. Uh, at the bottom of the order form, plaintiff wrote in, quote, one Harrier jet <laughs> in the... One I- jet, please. That's, exactly, that's all I think of, just like, one jet, please, <laughs> in the item column and seven million in the total points column. In a letter accompanying his submission, plaintiff stated that the check was to purchase additional Pepsi points expressly for obtaining a new Harrier jet as advertised in your Pepsi stuff commercial. So the fact that so he did have this planned out and had an attorney from the beginning of being yeah. like, I wonder if maybe part of it was, I'm actually wondering if this whole thing was just so he could sue Pepsi, maybe it was just well it, it was gonna be it was gonna be that he thought he found a loophole that Pepsi made a horrible mistake that right. they didn't think anybody could take advantage of that no one would raise this money and push this thing, and it has happened in the, the past with different people like Simpsons makes fun of it where they say like you can have a hundred thousand dollars or an elephant. And he goes, I'll take the elephant. And they're like, oh, that's just the gag prize. We don't have that for you. And he's like, I, I want the elephant. That's happened in real life where there's like a gag prize and a real prize. And people take the gag prize and they're like, oh, we don't have that. that you don't want that. You want the real prize. This is, this is a radio talk. We're just kidding with you. And people have sued saying, you offered one or the other. And so I think he thought he had them in a loophole. And if he got legal aid, he had the money, he had everything there, they would have to cave. He probably thought he'd get a settlement at least. Mm-hmm. Or something for him to shut his mouth and walk away. I, I think he yeah. saw this as a money making from from the yeah, yeah whatever it is yeah in in the initial uh, the initial thing the court ordered on October first nineteen ninety eight the court ordered Leonard to pay eighty eight thousand dollars eighty eight thousand one hundred sixty dollars in attorneys fees within thirty days of that Leonard failed to do so yet sought nonetheless to appeal from his voluntary dismissal and the imposition of fees so I think it was like if he had just dismissed it they maybe weren't gonna ask for the money but he failed to do so uh the court noted that leonard's strategy was quote clearly an end run around the final judgment rule so he was just trying to get it to appeals to try to keep it. like this is just just what a what a douche what yeah. a, <laughs> like what an idiot what a, he, wow that's so much and there's wonder so how much. he's he's doing today yeah, that's interesting. $88,000 He works for RC Cola. Yeah. No, no. Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, well, it's not just that. It's all of his friends and family, like, he had convinced to give him that money, to raise that money. Like, and also $700,000 could have been used for so much good. And who did, like, 
Who'd he go to? But again, I think he showed everyone. He had a lawyer and said, you and give me this showed, and you'll get and he, this back. And he showed like a spreadsheet. So someone who kicked in. He's like, this is a $22 some, million dollar jet. kicked in their like retirement money or they kicked in like, hey, I'm going to give you, oh, I'm going to get money back. I've got this college fund. Here's $20,000. I'm, I'm sure there was, a, I'm sure he lost a lot of friends and family. Hopefully he got a $700,000 back. I don't and know. to give it to them, I—that's what I'm saying. I think he probably was like. I hope they gave it back instead of being like, "Well, you have that many Pepsi points now, but you can't buy the jet." Would you like five thousand leather jackets? I was just saying. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Everyone, oh my god! Instead of getting money, instead of getting a million dollars or whatever, everyone he asked for money gets the the equivalent that they spent in Pepsi points. It's the stuff. t-shirt, in the Pepsi, jacket, and the sunglasses. They get t-shirt, jacket, sunglasses. They get a sleeve of Pepsi stuff cups. To cover the points. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, that is insane. Ugh. Oh, like they get. Oh. That whole town is just decorated with Pepsi stuff. There's, for, one, there's one city in America just wearing Pepsi clothes. For, I did the math real quick. For that money, if they did just give him leather jackets, he would get 4827 What did I say? You said 5000 You were real fucking close, dude. You were real close. Am I Rain Man? <laughs> no, you would have said... You're almost... You're Drizzle Man. Yay! I've been called that before. You're, you're Thick Fog Man. I've been called that Girl. before. <laughs> you're Hail Man. <laughs> Never recalled that. Real quick. You're, no, you're Steam Man. That's close. That's close. Because then it's because Rain Man is Raymond. So if they Steam really Man is Steven. I like You're it. Steam Man. Steam Man. Steam Man. If they really Steam wanted man. to be if they really wanted to be dicks, they could give him ninety three thousand three hundred and thirty three t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's the losing uh. team in a Super Bowl. That's way too many t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, there are shirts in Africa that say John Lennon. I would hope they'd give him the, the check back, not be like, no Harrier jet, and we're going to keep this. It, it doesn't... Well, I'm, I think they just didn't accept it. Yeah, yeah. they didn't catch and it. So, so I, I, don't, I don't think the money was ever accepted. And it doesn't say in this, but also this is the second ruling, so it doesn't rule on that part. I'm guessing they just didn't take the money, and right. so he was pissed. And that's why the lawsuit started, because they didn't take his money. They didn't so, take his points. It's got to be something when the Pepsi lawyers get together. This has to be something they still talk about. Oh, I remember actually, Leonard. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing this is probably in any sort of like commercial law or advertising law. If you do anything, I bet this is huge. Well, probably for well, just like what you should put in a commercial. It is. Be and that's, careful. Of and that's what I'm saying with this form, and then all of the court uh, court cases cited within it. It's all just every case that has led to like not actual offer. Do not attempt. Close course. Do not. You know, it's like right. any, any disclaimer you see at the bottom of a commercial. Th- like I said, this is the Hobbit. This is this is all of it. This, this is, is the, the, this is the origin. What I'm saying. This, oh, no, is, this is this is the glossary of the Hobbit. This is that white fucking orc in that movie. That's what this is. <laughs> the the Silmarillion. That's what this yes, is. Yes, this is the Silmarillion. <laughs> this is this is fucking uh, uh, storm giants wrecking half of a mountain. In that fucking movie, this is an elf dwarf love triangle. This is that's what this is. This is the this is the Animatrix. Is oh what my the, God! Yes, that's it what is. this is. This is the oh. Animatrix. <laughs> Ooh, what a great thing for for to come up in our revisited episode or episodes. What? I mean, these this is our like revisited. That's this true. Is, that's this, true. These episodes, mm-hmm. and we're and we're going we're we're telling the whole epic of stupid people. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, well, oh, we are we are way over. But I'm glad we spent the time on. Yeah, it. That's, yeah, me too. Because I, I found this when we first did it, and I remember telling you guys, I'm like, guys, we just need to save this for June because this I could talk about this court case for almost a whole episode, oh, yeah. and we pretty much did a whole episode and then half a full episode of Jurassic Park talk. But there you go. but I'd say since we didn't have a guest, we had to give you extra of us. Yeah, we had to film yeah. a little bit extra. We cover, and it's still just us talking about earlier topics, just getting a little deeper for this this year. Girl, this, this new start of a new year. Sorry about yeah, not a new calendar year, but a new podcast year. New podcast year. Fiscal year. Everybody yeah. knows that new podcast year starts in June. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's Chinese, Chinese new podcast year starts in November. Right. Yeah. It's a little so, bit. It's always different. different. It's always a few yeah. months. A little different. A little different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Swedish podcast New Year uh, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. They don't. They don't acknowledge it over there. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, most places don't. It's only. It's literally the three of us in China. Yeah. You yep. really like fireworks. I love fireworks. <laughs> When we do podcasts, yeah, that's fair. And we also we all worship General So. I don't. What are we doing? I don't know. I, uh, General So what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so buttons. General So Raven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I watch that show. There is a documentary called Finding General So. Oh, that's I haven't got to watch it yet. Interesting. Is it interesting? interesting? Just because it's like, of oh, like who the hell is this guy and why did we name chicken after him? Oh, and I, I, watched, think, I watched the first half. It was a little boring, but it was kind of interesting. I want to okay. watch it again. I, I only put it in my queue because General Says Chicken is my favorite dish. I'm like, I want to find out. As as we end, Caleb made a note of this. Like, oh yeah. We, we like to stay ahead of the curve. That there was a documentary that came out on Netflix uh, about Janis Joplin. This is month. it a new documentary? Or is just a, they it, just it put just it on recently added, but it was from 2015. Okay. So like, and it was added like this month. So I mean, like it's just it's things that like I don't know if it's just we're we're, we're like uh, there's like a general uh, collective mind. Thing yeah, that we keep tapping we're into we're in a weird hive like, mind yeah. of like everybody's yeah. just like we see other things just I don't or maybe I don't know if it's because after we look at something it's like then you see it everywhere but it was like Possibly. but just but some were weird like the TGIF then suddenly oh full oral history of TGIF and Entertainment Weekly I'm like yep. oh, we we did that months ago and then like, Jezebel or whatever I think had the full like doctor or doctor dinosaur uh, yeah. erotica that yeah, they yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah and they used those those pictures uh-huh. the yeah. ones that we found the exact books and, that and we the, found the quote for the article was you know you didn't know these existed and and we, yeah, we saw that we were just like, we did. Yeah. We did it. Uh, and uh, 50 other people did. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> and they are creepy. They are. They, those, those guys live in basements. Oh, I meant our listeners. Oh, our listeners. Anyway. But that's going to do it here. Uh, uh, we're going to, the next two episodes are still going are gonna to be like this, going back to old topics. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, we and we're going to definitely try to have Yes. We're going to try, yeah, we, we literally, it was right, This we're recording this the day before this goes out, it was the only time we'd record, and our guest was set and was ready for it all day and then had car trouble and couldn't make it, and had to get his car towed, and so yeah. like, we're just like, well, that totally sucks, but we get it, you know, yeah. so it's like, you know, how can, how can you be mad at someone like that? Yeah, for, so hopefully hopefully he'll get a chance to be in the, maybe the next I I, I truly hope so, because he, he's, he's a wonderful guest. Uh, yeah. But, and, uh, but if not, we're going to have friends, and we might, I we were talking to, we might do just more guests in the future, just yeah. for Fun just to sneak yeah. sneak other guys in. Eh. Oh, uh, <laughs> could, I, could have just not said guys. No, it probably okay. wouldn't have been weird. Said people sneak well, other people, people in. Yeah, whoever humans. So we're, so we're gonna have ladies. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get some girls in here. Well, I mean, different College of girls. Different points of view. Friday. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> people with different experience. <laughs> to the Pepsi pool. <laughs> to the Pepsi pool. <laughs> oh, Leonard's, Leonard's already oh, in there. I'm ready to get sticky. <laughs> Oh, goodness.
Well, thank you again. I, no, for I think us. that's fine. No, I think sticky. that's fine. I think sticky's a good question. Yeah, I'm, gonna on, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna finish on sticky. Thank you for listening. <laughs> well, you, wait, you're gonna finish on sticky? No, be, you're just gonna make it sticky. Sticky's a good finish. <laughs> thank you for listening, listeners. <laughs> <laughs>